Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Moe here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by returning guest, Dean Amhouse, president and CEO of the Water Council in Milwaukee. Thanks for coming back on the show, Dean. Thanks very much. Good to see you again. How are you, Ben? Good, good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I want to say congrats right away for uh, this this great news that we're going to be talking about today, the Water Council and other partners recently getting a $1 million uh, award from the National Science Foundation to make plans for a regional innovation engine around water and energy resilience. So we're going to be discussing that today. And uh, since you've been a guest before, we'll we'll skip the introductions about you know the Water Council and get right into it. Although our listeners can check out our previous interview by clicking the link below the podcast. But yeah, let's discuss this this recent news. Can you first explain the the goals around this regional innovation effort and how it came to be? Um, I think what's especially interesting is this is a real shift for the National Science Foundation because what they've known for is really uh, supporting research in universities and really that fundamental and basic research in motivating that and uh, in inspiring that activity. And in the last year, there's been a pivotal shift to get more use-inspired research and how do we move things out of the university and really accelerate them into the marketplace to be able to help businesses, help communities as well. But with this particular regional innovation engine program, it's not only the use inspired, but it's also being able to look at growing the workforce, <clears throat> increasing diversity of the workforce, uh, engagement with businesses, engagement with nonprofit organizations as well. <clears throat> and so I think what's been important and significant is to see this transformation of NSF. We've never applied to them for such a program. And it opens up a whole other avenue for us ourselves, but our partners as well. They would never typically apply. We connected with universities. The other thing that I think is especially important is the engagement of multiple communities in re, you know, within a region. And I think what we're especially excited is that this brings Madison, Milwaukee, Green Bay, together, as well as Kenosha, Racine, even into the northern Illinois part of the area, to work in a unified effort. That's the thrilling thing about this uh, initiative that's come out of NSF. Yeah, that's great. And uh, of course, with the announcement of this funding for your coalition, other groups, that kicks off kind of a planning process, right? Can you go into some of the details on what the path ahead looks like for what you and organizations are going to be working on? Yeah, I mean, it's very, very rare. Do you get, you know, federal funding to go and do planning at all and a sizable award as well as uh, amount of time? So this is really a development phase that we are for uh, ourselves and our partners over a two year period. So it's a million dollars to really go after, which is one hundred and sixty million dollars. That is a 10 year uh, program and commitment and they'll They'll do probably five of those in the future as well. So when we got started on this, uh, literally almost a year ago, our partners in the Water Council 
we're not only looking at you know the upcoming year we literally went from a moonshot approach is how would we look at this engine that we want to create what would it look like in 15 to 20 years <clears throat> so we always sought our our goal as that and then how to work back from there to get to that and so this two-year program will help set us up to what we hope will be a very competitive and compelling uh, initiative or proposal to NSF to go after and maybe get $160 million to really build out this resiliency engine so that after that 10-year award is completed, it's a robust, vibrant uh, engine that's working on its own. Excellent. And I know the announcement referenced both manufacturers and utilities. Can you kind of talk about the role of, you know, businesses in these areas as part of this project, as well as just the importance of, you know, energy and water resilience more broadly? Well, I think when we came to this idea of really looking at what do we have here, and again, this in this broader region, what are our strengths uh, and really what sets us apart from others around the country? And we really saw, again, our water technology companies, uh, Stellar, we've got a, a a strong nucleus of businesses, small, medium, uh, large businesses in the water space, but also in the energy side as well. And they literally run from Madison on up to Green Bay as well. But we also have the universities that are doing some new uh, innovative solutions around this water and energy set standpoint. The goal here though, is how do we get them to really sync together? So it's not just energy, not just water, but really looking at that water energy nexus. And, and we've heard this from companies that they are really tied together. So, you know, one business, as an example, uh, changed equipment out within their operations, and they saw a significant decrease in the amount of water usage, which saved them considerable funds. But translated to that was the energy savings, huge energy savings. And so you know, we've got the solution providers here in this region, but it's also being able to help manufacturers who are really being impacted by climate change or utilities, whether that be here in you know, our region, but more importantly, across the country and globally, um, you know, whether it's gonna be too much water, not enough water or bad water quality, it would be a real travesty if these uh, climate change impacts impact a community, but people lose their jobs as well. And so can we provide the solutions that those manufacturers require to keep their businesses vibrant and operating? And at the same time, the utilities, which are integral to being able to make uh, communities and economic um, in society, you know, again, that engine to be able to keep everything moving. Yeah, absolutely. And with the focus here on innovation, uh, there's got to be a role as well for folks in the entrepreneurship, you know, research startup space as well, right? Definitely. And so one of the things that we will be uh, as part of our action steps is to take a real assessment. I mean, we think we know what's out there uh, on those startups. Uh, but one of the things we're going to do is go through a self-evaluation is, do we know what's out there? Are there other ideas? How do we get things out of the universities to move quicker out of the universities? How do we inspire 
those faculty members to start up a company, a small business? What's the support system that needs to be in place? What's the investments community role in that? How does the state become a part of this? <clears throat> so much, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of this like an engine. There are so many parts that are required in that engine to make it work. And for us to have a really robust resiliency engine, we've got to look at all these different components uh, that need to be fitting in. And so that they're really, really gelling and seamlessly connecting to each other, uh, because that's the only way it's going to be uh, successful. And again, you know, I come back to the workforce issue as well. We've got to be able to grow the talent and a diverse talent to see this as a career path for themselves. Right. Right. Well, lots of partners, lots of opportunities. It's a it's a really exciting development here and certainly something that we'll be keeping an eye on at WISP Business in the coming years. Uh, Dean, any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? Any big takeaways? I, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, we're not going to uh, do this in a vacuum. So we plan on holding town hall meetings in the region. We want to get input from people. We want them to ask a question, give us ideas. We're going to have industry focus groups getting more ideas. So this is something that, you know, we'll probably, not probably, but we will be starting in July of reaching out into the community. So I guess check back with us at the Water Council. We've got, uh, you know, a site on our, or a page on our site, website, where people can sign up to be able to get updates, hear about these forums and how they can participate. Excellent. Glad to hear about that opportunity for participation, Dean. And thanks again for taking the time to come and chat with me about this on the WISP Business Podcast. Thanks, Alex. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. You've been listening to WISP Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.